But first, our top story deals with Class 1 railroads deciding on combining a intermodal route in the eastern portion the, of the U.S. Joanna Marsh is here to talk about all things latest. Joanna, thanks for joining us this morning. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you, Joanna, as always. And let's dig into this a little bit because it's an interesting bout of collaboration coming across the eastern coast. Tell us who's combining and what the reason is behind that. Sure. So um, Canadian Railways, CN, or Canadian National, as it's also known, um, uh, and Norfolk Southern uh, have um, have partnered to create a domestic intermodal service um, so that shippers in Canada um, can access the uh, southeastern U.S. markets, um, including um, the markets in Atlanta and Kansas City, which I know is quite southeast, but still, um, you know, that 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 area. So um, and the reason it came about, um, of course, uh, other than providing more service um, is, uh, well, they said there are two reasons, actually. One reason is because um, it's it's a way to uh, convert more trucks uh, to to rail um, you know they they uh, in the press release yesterday they were talking about um, you know the shippers can take advantage of sort of the weight limits that you know the rail has versus trucks um, you know and, and as a way to entice and encourage them to to use rail um, the other big reason um, is because uh, of course of the the combined um, Canadian Pacific Kansas City Southern um, company which is now Canadian Pacific Kansas City or CPKC, um, and uh, and you know, and that uh, class one one class one railroad now um, has always touted you know its ability to have single line service uh, between uh, Mexico, the U.S., and Canada. And so um, since that merger was completed um, in the spring, uh, CN has been uh, partnering with other class one railways to um, to develop competing products. Um, you first saw this. So this one, the, the Norfolk Southern one, the domestic intermodal service. And then you saw another one this spring um, with Ferromex in Mexico and Union Pacific um, as well. Another intermodal service. Um, to, you know, between the three countries. So that's uh, what's happening um, with uh, CN and NS. Definitely some pretty big news. And Joanna, are there going to be any obstacles that we're going to be looking at or anticipating in this effort? Um, I don't believe so. I think that, yeah, I think they, they said that the service will start October 2nd. And um, yeah, and, and I think, you know, obviously it's 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 something that they, um, are looking forward to and and even though um, domestic intermodal hasn't fared um, as well um, this year perhaps compared to previous years uh, you know these things always cycle and so um, you know it's it's to be expected that at some point um, you know domestic intermodal will volumes will, will come back up again and, and having this other option for for customers um, is is I'm, I'm sure a welcome option as well. So Joanna, when we're talking about costs now for these shippers to use this, are they looking at now a cost savings if they're having to not have to rely on so many trucks to get their goods moved? Or is Intermodal going to be kind of dependent on rates and rate structure for what they're going to be paying? Sure. So I think, you know, it's so the, the, the big, you know, general argument that they have, you know, that that's out there that, um, that, uh, uh, so that even though rail is, 
slower than than trucks um you know just because the the, the volume of um goods that can be carried on on rail is, is greater than the trucks i mean that that itself is um a, a value so you have you know less trucks but i think the the other big um uh uh enticing enticement i guess is the um is the ability for for shippers to use rail to lower greenhouse gas emissions because you take less talks off the road and you know and and, and so um that's i think another uh big reason that you know they're giving um shippers for you know to, to encourage them to, to to try out this this new domestic intermodal service and joanna with this do we anticipate that there's going to be any more partnerships or combining efforts within this when this within this segment of the supply chain moving forward i mean i'm, I'm sure that they're that, that that they're looking at it um you know it, it's interesting just to see what other partnerships that come up this if if not necessarily between the class one railroads just between you know, even the the ports and and the freight railroads. Like just for instance, um, I think it was last week, uh, CSX um, announced that it is partnering uh, with Georgia Ports Authority um, in in creating a, an intermodal service to um, to CSX CSX's uh, terminal um, in North Carolina. Uh, so, you know, to sort of facilitate a, a faster transit time between the Port of Savannah and and North Carolina. So, um, so if not necessarily between class ones, I'm, I'm sure, you know, th that's something that the, the railroads are looking at uh, as, you know, as they, I, <laughs> truck to rail conversions uh, over the long term. And I think that also begs the question on if we could potentially see another merger, like what we saw with CPKC this year, right? This gets kind of folks, I think, excited about the opportunities that kind of both inner country now and cross-continent rail brings. Do you think that maybe there's a merger in the works or do we see any type of kind of maybe rumored activity about that? Yeah, you know, I, I, people always wondered about that, that, that merger. Um, whether or not uh, merger happens, what we'll see. Um, I think if it if there was one to happen, um, it probably wouldn't be for for a little while just to <laughs> give everyone a rest. Um, but uh, you know, and CN has talked about before um, possibly. Uh, you know, th there's been talk about you know CN merging with with NS and even CSX before, but but at the same time, um, there have been people within the industry who have said you know this is the 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 merger between CP and, and KCS is probably the last big class one merger uh, that you'll see, uh, just because um, all the other class one railroads are so much bigger, and so there's a lot more regulatory hurdles to overcome. Definitely going to be an interesting situation to watch. And Joanna, you're no stranger to rail or freight waves, airwaves. If people want to catch you speaking about rail, how can they do that? Sure. So, um, so market expert Mike Bowden Distel and I have a show called People Speaking Rail, or PSR for short. Kind of cute little acronym there. Um, and yes, there it is. Thursdays, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern uh, and noon Pacific. You can find that up on FreightWaves.com and our YouTube channel. Joanna, thank you for joining us this morning. We'll catch up with you soon. All right. Thank you for having me. Right now, we're going to head over to the wall for our first carrot update of the morning.